0: omniverse i am joe bear
1: and i'm zach and i'm diego
0: and this is behind the beard
1: or lack thereof
0: welcome to this week's episode where we hope that each conversation sparks an idea a thought or help your journey to be a better you as we are trying to do the same every week today we're starting one of my favorite topics productivity in today's episode we're going to discuss the best Place to start, but where the first thing to fall off usually happens. And that's what checklists. Checklists are a simple yet incredibly effective tool that can help you stay organized, avoid mistakes, and increase your productivity.
1: But before we get there, I I have a productivity thing that I always do, and maybe it's not that productive, but I am a productivity checker of my deliveries. (laughs) I want to know. How fast is this pizza delivery coming? Is it in the oven? Is it in the car? What is the ETA? Is my package from Amazon really going to be here by 7 p.m.? That 10 stops away feature. I know. Sorry, Diego. I maybe you can't relate to this one, but <laughs> the 10 stops away feature. I don't know if you've ever tapped into that one. But you can literally watch their dot on Amazon get closer to your house. And that, that's made for me. I don't know, Jeff, I guess he said, Zach needs this. And it really plays into me being obsessed with tracking. So are are you all the same way? Or are you just um, me? <laughs> I'll
0: jump in here. No, I am not. I forget I order stuff on Amazon. Uh, and then it's like a surprise. Like, oh, snap, I forgot I ordered this. Or I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, man, you know what could really help out here. I need this. And then all of a sudden it just arrives like magic. Um, But, you know, when I I get to thinking about this, you know, kind of a shower thought here to go along with it is, you know, when you're tracking your orders for food, you know, that's probably the closest most of us will ever get to hunting our own food by tracking down that delivery order status. Uh, You know, in today's day and age, right? You know, we don't, uh, We don't go out there, we just track it down. And uh, there is some power and fun behind it, like uh, you're saying there, Zach, but I don't do enough ordering of food online to go hunt down my own food.
2: Yeah. Think about hunting. uh, I do order some good amount of food online. And I once was done watching, just like Zach, and watching the delivery guy stuck in a streetlight uh, that I know it's like a hard one to go through. And sometimes you get you can get stuck there for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. So I was about to offer him like, hey, do you want me to go pick it up? <laughs> like <it's, laughs> I don't know, like seven blocks from my house, so I, I can get there. <laughs> I can get on the other side and, and pick it up. And I actually have some, some restaurants that I don't do order but prefer to go pick it up um because i know it's going to be faster than getting like a, a uber e- uber eats delivery guy get the message go pick it up and do the whole thing i don't know maybe it's just like control freak kind of thing but i rather go and take care of my own order
1: <laughs> i do have one local place that's like that like i i know that they're it's like a mom pop italian place and i know that their delivery is never fast and so I'll be like, oh man, I'll throw on a pair of like jeans and look halfway, I guess, presentable and pick this up. But that's the big factor. Sometimes I don't want to do that. And ever since COVID happened and, or I guess happens, but um, and there's the new feature of leave at my door. That is the best thing ever. Like I, I know that maybe me, it's probably surprised to a lot, but like naturally, I'm like a an introvert. Like I would rather just like be in my little shell um but so once I can check that leave at my door and I don't have to make small talk with a delivery driver I don't have to have an interaction of awkwardness of like holding my dog back and like I love that that is like the best thing ever I do it for everything leave at my door leave at my door and then I watch from my doorbell camera to see when they pulled out of the driveway and then I scurry up and get it
0: <laughs> but it's like you work from home you don't like even just a little bit of human interaction from time to time to break up the monotony?
1: If it's a, like a actual genuine connection, like no offense to my local <laughs> delivery drivers, but uh, I'm just in it for the food. We're not in it for the friendship today, buddy. <laughs> I
2: agree. Like I'm also no unnecessary interactions. No, like, how's the weather? How's the traffic kind of conversation? I, I, don't, to- I don't need that. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad that I cut my own hair now because haircuts were the most painful process ever I'm sitting there for like 15 to 20 minutes of just trying to make small talk. And I'm, and, and they just push and push. Cause like they're going for the tip. Um,
0: but I enjoy the, the barber interactions. Maybe I got a good barber. We connect. Um, there's times when I don't talk and he just doesn't talk to me and that's okay. I get my, my uh, fresh new do and, I don't know. I, I still enjoy the 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 microcosms of human interaction from time to time. We're always on meetings and zooms and always working with each other sometimes just outside of our our circle of influence uh, is nice just to peer into somebody else's life and the monotony there that that can happen. Um, you know, as we're we're peering into, you know there's lives and you know, sometimes you can. Start communicating with your delivery driver because you just connected off and like yeah you know we are in the gig world we're working on our side hustle whatever the case is. But when you start communicating with somebody, you I think it's through text message to indicate you're in a joking manner or so it's not interpreted. There we all put one three-letter L O L. To indicate that I'm trying to be funny through text message, because it's really hard to indicate that you know through a text message. But if you think about this, isn't that the most used lie in history? Have either of you ever really, truly laughed out loud, or maybe a few times, when you do put that in there? Probably rare.
2: <laughs> yeah, one out of a hundred, maybe, I actually giggled. <laughs> 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 not, not really, yeah.
1: I think I emphasize when I actually am laughing like maybe I'll add some capitals some extra in there like from I mean I just emphasize right like it's either just like a, a lot of capitals or a lot of extra or like the millennial phrasing of like I'm dead or like I literally just died or you know <laughs> like that exaggeration I think is where I would show it but or just I don't know it's the lol and then just like the little laughing crying face dude sometimes
0: so you're, you're switching it up just enough to where you're not always laughing out loud. Got it. Okay. Uh, makes sense now. Um, now let's go back to product ordering if we can for a second here. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever gone on to like Amazon or Diego, your local ordering website? I don't know what it is. But uh, if you see a 5.0, don't you think as the kids call it nowadays, that's sus? but if it's a 4.7, you're like, this is legit and a good product. I
1: also I scour.
0: See, so I think I've said this before and I'm behind the beard prior. Maybe a,
1: a lot of things go together. I don't leave reviews and I should, um, but I scour reviews. Uh, like, especially when it's a product, like I want to buy, I was looking to buy a coffee machine or looking to buy a new, like, TV or whatever. I scour the reviews and what annoys me most is, yes, I don't like those five. It is sus. And then, a lot of times what you'll see is this review was compensated or whatever that language is yeah. you've seen like that one liner that says like this review is part of a you know promotion or, or whatever and it's always or not always i shouldn't say but i see a lot of times
2: where those five stars are just like 14 of those like of course if somebody sends you a product and tells you like just pay pay for the product with a review obviously you're going to leave a good one uh, the one place where i'm really like thorough with my reviews is airbnb and we just went on vacation at the end of the year uh and we were looking for airbnbs in a country we've never been in, in a city we've never been to uh, so just i think there i did that right like just read the reviews and make sure they were legit and make sure there were enough reviews to to really tell you what the experience is going to be because there was like this one place that had only three reviews and there was one that was like there was no hot water but it was from six months ago. So maybe by now they have fixed it but there was no evidence that they did and that kind of stuff so I think uh it depends on the on the type of product but yeah uh five out of five uh rating it's suspicious to me as well like 4.9 even uh I I I'd rather go to 4.9 than yeah, five out of five.
0: And I think about it this you know, you could pay for any kind of service. You know, I could pay for raters to come in and say, you know, I want my product to be a 5.0, and I got now 3,000 ratings and on this brand new product, and I'm a 5.0. Like, it just doesn't make sense there. But, uh, you know, part of what we're doing here is we're going through our checklist of what we accomplish uh, to order something, track something down or really just how we keep ourselves organized as part of our productivity series here and we really just want to start with the power of probably the most basic thing that we can do and probably where we all start off with i don't know about you guys power of a notebook and a checklist uh there's so many fancy tools out there now and you know there's some just real basic ones word excel google docs whatever the case is but just the power of a checklist to really make sure that you're getting your work done, right? All of those items that are out there that improve the workflow, I can prioritize by writing everything down, one, two, three, four, five, and then I'm able to get through some of this really quickly, or I may have a short to-do item where I can just hammer it out there, kind of go with that snowball methodology of start small and then work up to the big one, or maybe more of the avalanche where it's like the big, hard, complicated one. I'm going to go knock that out. And then as my day goes on, I'll get through to the easier, simpler uh, projects itself. A lot of it is just by the day of, okay, here's how I'm feeling. Uh, what are your, both of your styles as far as a, a checklist go? Do you use them? Do you use tools? What What's your thought philosophy? I start,
1: I'm old school. Um, I, would, I can't really show it because it the camera wouldn't, doesn't really show when you pull up something. But I have a planner. So like every day, like on Monday, I go through and I list out all of my meetings because, you know, it's that human nature. You'll, you'll read it a lot. Like there's satisfaction in just doing that little check mark, right? And then so like that's one half of my planner. And the other half are like my daily items I need to check off and get done. Um, and so it's glaringly obvious when I have to put a I put a circle next to it. If i didn't get it done um and then it just has it kind of just taunts me as i look over because it's right to my left all day and it's just that taunting side of like you didn't do this um so that's my biggest thing i don't really do any um technology checklist or anything um besides maybe a, a reminder here or there but it's mainly all just my planner how about you Diego
2: yeah same for me i'm pen and paper kind of guy for for the checklists at least and i also use a weekly pa- planner with uh, like things written down on every day and whatever doesn't get get out of the day I what I do is I use highlighters so yellow highlight means it wasn't completed but there was progress done or it wasn't completed because something else took something happened that pushed it down the list and if it is pink highlight then it means I just didn't get the time or I just didn't do it so kind of gives me those two things, right? So if it's yellow, I just write it again on the next day. Um, if it is pink, I'll look for when exactly will it fit better in the week, but just try to keep it uh, the, try to keep as little pink as possible of my checklist. And um, that's that's how I work it. And I also work it on Mondays, uh, but also every day I do a review and, and whenever something comes up, try to, Put them on the days that that it fits better in, right? So, um, and to talk about the order of the things on the checklist, which is another thing that you mentioned, Joe, uh, and a few episodes ago, I, I was thinking about this uh, productivity app on that that was using the data from my Apple Watch uh, to tell me which which times of the day were best for a certain type of tasks. Mm. So I found that mornings I'm good at at creative stuff, and also in the evenings. But then like from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., I'm just not creative. So I try to put like all of the tasks that don't require creativity on on that part of the day.
0: I like that. And I like, um, you know, that's something where our old school methodologies, it sounds like all three of us are pen and paper and yeah, let's move on here. But I have dabbled into some of the, the technology side of it. Uh, one I tried was Todoist and it starts to preemptively plan for you and help you out with that. I like it because it, it takes the brain power out of the, here's the list I need to get done. Here is what I can focus in on. So that way I have creativity time, state of flow time. Here's what I need to get done during that point. And then it can help preemptively get your mindset going and thinking towards, okay, well, I have 30 minutes for creativity time. Here's the item that I need to explore. Here's how I can improve this process or, you know, personal, professional. Okay, you have two hours. You've got to go get to the gym, stretch, workout, and then get home. uh, So that way you can be ready to go for the day. But, you know, sometimes that without that checklist, you're just kind of going through the humdrum. I, I know I feel personally without my checklist, either electronically or, or on pen and paper, I feel ugh, like pure chaos is happening. And I'm, I'm going through the motions, but I'm not getting anything done. What are your guys's thoughts on, you know, just the, the non-checklist times of your life versus the times you are meticulous with it?
2: the key to productivity is being organized whichever way works for you that organization is required to be productive and then the most basic form of organization is to listing things so I think that's why checklists work so well to give that sense of order and without them you just feel like chaos like you don't, don't know what you have accomplished you don't know what you're working on what are the priorities and all of that so I think that's why that happens
1: and that's just discipline for me um, I have had weeks. Actually, I think it was the week, bef- the first week of uh, 2023. Uh, here, I didn't put out anything in my planner, and it was just because I was in chaos. And what that lead to? I just stayed in chaos, right? I mean, I know I was getting stuff done, but it wasn't that peace um of satisfaction and they go back to that human nature approach but it goes back it kind of connects to, or no, I shouldn't say kind of it does connect to a lot of how things are trending now with gamification and i know for me i grew up as things are developing in the terms in the in the world of video games right and there's so much pleasure for me in, in my mind when i would get to that next level or i would get to that next step or whatever game i was playing um or I'd get three stars on something and i would have to go back to it and, and make that better and for, I guess maybe that's deeply rooted in how I work now um, without really knowing it. I don't really game as much anymore, but um, there's still some satisfaction of just checking something to the next level and seeing that. I even go back sometimes where I'll flip back to my planner and just be like, was this the case last year? And I don't know, for some reason for me, it, it will be like, oh, yeah, like this is or no, you did not have, you know. 10 things that you got done last last Monday or whatever. So it's definitely a discipline factor of look, it's right there, it's staring at you. Um, I know I can read my calendar and outlook and see the same thing for as far as meetings go, but sometimes it really shows me like, hey, this is another area for you to really, you need to get some work done because you're not gonna have time for the next three hours.
0: A lot of power with what you said in there. And I think, you know, what I'm hearing both of you say, it's, you know, improving your consistency to be able to deliver, right? There's always going to be some of those tasks that need to be done on repeat, you know, as we continue to look on improving upon ourselves and the organizational structure as far as automation goes. Those things that are done on repeat, we are aware of them, but we're not formalizing them to be able to put into a, a standard practice of how do we automate this or optimize this task that needs to be completed and when you start to document it you start to have okay well here's where it needs to be done then you can start to see the consistency improvement kind of that you know six sigma philosophy we're reducing our errors down there and then this is more sustainable model you know, and then really what I'm hearing both of you say is that it's reducing the cognitive load, right? Why is this so important to me? Well, I have a clear structure, it's defined for me. I, I've never met anyone that has been uber successful that just wings it, right? I I can guarantee you the, the top leaders of the world aren't winging it. They have a plan, they have structure, they're getting things done for the vision either today, for the week, for the month, for the year, wherever they're headed to that. But it, it allows you to be creative. It allows you to get into that state of flow because it keeps you accountable. I have this time, this is what needs to be done, and then I'm moving forward. I don't know, uh, how do you guys streamline your, your clearly outlining those tasks? Like what are your best practices for this? You know, Are you uh, a shorthand note on your list or are you saying, okay, well, here's my structure and here's my substructures. What do you guys do as far as your checklist abilities go?
1: I'm probably a, a non-Type-A planner. Um, so I'm a planner in the sense of I need bones. Um, and so where you say you can't wing it, I don't wing it, but I give myself enough framework where I know my capabilities and I'm pretty good at speaking off the cuff and, and kind of being Um, I guess I don't have to go into extreme detail It's short. I can, like you said, I can short note, um, kind of just high level. I can write down like meeting or I'll be like update or capacity for this account. And just knowing that that's something I have to check off of. Um, but just kind of a broad overview. So I see like to your point, Joe, I see the vision on what I need to do, but I'm not going to say, okay, here's this. I need to go at 10 and then I need to go down to this level and this level and this level, I don't have to operate like that. Um. I'm thankful because I think it probably would drive myself crazy (laughs) having to plan out those details. But yeah, I I keep it pretty high level, Um, more so just reminders for me.
2: What about you, Diego? Yeah, unless it is something super complex or I don't know, but I don't do subtasks either, just the bones of the main tasks. And at least on my planner, it's the main tasks. There might be some other documents and, and there it might be online where I have different steps or different things that need to get done. Like for example, for a social media content, the way that we have it planned out and we have which goes into which network and in which format. So all of that isn't in my weekly planner, right? Because that would be crazy maybe, uh, and it will take too much space and probably will need like a big size planner to do that. Uh, but I just have the outline the bones in 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 that weekly planner. And uh, the one thing that I do is to structure the priorities, right? To make sure the ones at the top are the, the most important ones and just keep it uh, lowering the priorities as they go down. Um, and just to, because I think basically like the first thing that you're looking at is going to be the top of the list. So I know that's what's really important to get accomplished on that day. Um, and I, I think that's that's my structure. How about you, Joe?
0: I, I think I'm a blend of both, right? There's some topics where I know I'm super strong on. I just need a quick highlight reminder to go do it. Here's plan A, right? Or here's uh, task A. uh, And I know what I need to do with that. And then there's some where I think there's some levels of challenges that I need to get through. And so then I am, you know, listing out my high level topics and it kind of helps me get down to some of the subroutines or subtasks within there. So that way I'm clearly defining that for myself. And then maybe, you know, I'm able to break it down to a level of tasks where it's okay, I've got five tasks. I'm not the expert here or there. And then I'm saying, hey, Diego, I need help with this communications. Hey, Zach, you know, from your abilities, you would get this done faster. Would I be able to partner with you on that? So I think that's really where I come down to is it just depends on what is out there. If it's a brand new item to me, uh, I'm detailing it uh, because that's how I learn as well as I need to see it. I need to read it. I need to review it. Um, so I kind of combine that with there. Um, but I also look at it as I, I track all my workouts at the gym and all my weights and I look at it as a progressive overload. So if I don't track that completion status of moving forward, then I can't look back on that of how did I progressively improve. So then that way I can go back, like you said, Zach, uh, flip back through there. Well, what happened last year? And all of a sudden I'm seeing it there, but if I just have a top level highlight, like, well, what did I mean by that? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I do do that. (laughs) So, you know, it's a little bit more of a, you know, how do I recall this? How do I bring that up? And how do I offload that remembering of this specific problem, task, whatever the case is? Um, So I'm a little bit of a hybrid.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that, like, reduces you, one, forgetting something, but two, then just reducing errors? Because you brought up a good point, which, I totally do <laughs> I'm vulnerable, but I'll read back to a note or something and I'm I will have those moments where I should have been more detailed and I'll be like, what did you even mean? Like what does that even I don't what? <laughs> and then something will trigger it, right? Thankfully. Yeah, totally. Hopefully, maybe. Something will trigger it, but maybe too late. Um, so how do you do you think it one, do you think it helps memory jogging, but do you think that it also
0: has proven to help either errors repeating themselves or errors from happening. Yeah, great question there. I, I think um, one, it's going to help discover new errors uh, as you get through the the cognitive bias of my memory itself. Right, I'm always going to remember it was a little bit better than probably what it was. That's human nature upon itself. So that way we can get through there a, a little bit cleaner, um, you know. But really, I think it's preventative maintenance is how I look at it for myself. You know, I take a lot of pride within the the output, so to speak. Uh, I don't want to be stuck in busy work all the time. I mean, there's always going to be a little bit layer of that, but I, I do want actions over uh, productivity. So I want to see some big cognitive change, but I know there are lots of steps to get there. Uh, but, you know, to get there I have to put it down on my checklist. So there's been super helpful tools out there that I've utilized, you know, from a work standpoint, you know, here at mean we've used several of them along the pathway and they've all had pros and cons to them all. And it's just finding one that we like um, from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. Um, you know, there's just so many great tools out there to learn and to recall from. Uh, probably my favorite uh, out there, uh, from a tool standpoint, is Todoist. Um, It's just task management app that allows you to create organized checklists for all types of uses, personal professional as well. And it has templates, which I like as well. Um, So one thing as part of my learning to earn and then return methodology and mindset is, well, somebody's got to do task work better than me. Somebody's going to do to-do work better than me. And so it's beyond my scope. That's why I was asking so many questions. Well, how do you work? So highlighters, great numbers, great circles. I'd, I'd probably be circling everything, Zach, to be honest. But, you know, w- what are what is your favorite tool? If you had to use one in the personal and professional escape, which one has been like your top go-to of like, okay, this makes
2: sense? I've used uh, Asana, Trello, to do is from Microsoft now. Uh, But I think the one thing that they all have in common that I really like the feature is being able to put things in columns because then it means that I can do this thing that I learned when when, when I learned about Scrum and Agile, which is do your doing uh, done blocked. Columns and so I, I, I don't do that much personally because I do my own highlighter system. But if I'm working with other people, I try to to put this into into play right the system uh, where it's easier for everyone to see what is in the works, what has already been completed, and what is not completed and 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 why. Uh, but I guess the tool, which tool doesn't matter as long as it lets do that. It allows to do that kind of classification. Uh, into different categories.
1: I just don't like it, <laughs> any of it. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Well, you both of you know. I. I'm just. I don't know. It, it's not even like a technology limitation for me or not understanding it. To Diego, your point. I like having the pen and paper. I don't enjoy having to be like a meeting note taker and having to kind of summarize things. Just because how I trigger my own thoughts is different from everybody else, and then I find having to put my work into a system is double work for me and it just and a lot of this is just kind of how you and i think just to pause for a second i think a lot of the, this topic is going to be you know some of the best practices and it's like never going to be where how i work is for somebody else or maybe it is and, and same for you all because i mean for me those things just they don't work um or maybe I don't haven't given them enough chance. Um, I'm not a big tracker person either. I don't, I can't put, put something in. Like I just kind of go through and just say it happened. Um, I find having to track something just, I'm like, gosh, this is just more work. I just, I just did it. Like I just got it off my list. Like leave me alone. It's done. Bye. <laughs> maybe it totally opposite of what you're saying, Joe, but yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't have an answer to it because I don't really like any of it.
2: But you know what? I, I, I was listening to this the other day, and I think it it kind of relates to this, and it's like in music, for example, like you have like this classical music that is everything's written, well written down and the tempo, and you have the director, the orchestra leading everyone. And then there's also like jazz improv, where all you need to know is kind of like, what's the scale or what's the bass note? And then everybody just comes in and, and, and works on it and builds a song out of nowhere. Right. So I think like it's it's very personal, which style works better for you. It uh, yeah. But it's also like, I think for you or for Joe, and maybe even for me, I've uh, been doing this for a while now that it's like we know those scales. So we can kind of do that improv when we're playing that jazz song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: No, it makes sense. I don't even, for me, I don't even make grocery lists, I just go in. And I'm like, I know, and then this is bad. But if you know me, I rely so much on my memory, um, which I've been gifted with a great memory. Like I can remember crazy things. But um, I know I'm approaching a big number this year, I'm mm-hmm. moving into a new a new age range. So maybe I should maybe I should lean into this
0: a little bit more. But we'll see. So yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going uh, right right there. I I too had a just a phenomenal weird memory. I could remember stuff that was just off off the chain and recall it quickly. Uh, but then as I get older and I'm trying to learn more, I feel like I'm packing in more finding some of those innate details, right? It's it, it gets a little bit more challenging there. I find myself to your point with a checklist as simple as a grocery list. Um, there's times when I do And there's times when I don't. And I'll tell you every single time that I don't have a checklist going in there, I get everything I need and about twice as much more. And forget the one item that you really needed. (laughs) That red onion to complete the recipe never makes it into the cart. But everything else did, including the cookies, the chips, the ice cream, and all of that good stuff that wasn't on if I would have made a list and I was, okay, I'm on it. We go from there. What I, I love is I've been teaching my, my oldest one this as far as you know grocery shopping goes, and she's phenomenal. She writes it all down. She goes through and looks through the, the fridge, the pantry, and okay, what, what do we need? Here's the recipe I wanna make. Here's all the ingredients I'm there. She goes in and the grocery bill is nothing. And then when I go in, it's like triple because I'm like, okay, yeah, throw it in there. Here we go, there we go. Um, That's the power of a checklist. And I look at it that way is why it's so important to me from a work perspective, personal perspective, gym perspective, financial perspective is having those checklists to make sure that I am on track and going to meet my target. Um, But everybody's different.
2: Sorry. And the one thing you make me think about there is that they become more important when you're working with others. Because Mm -hmm. I also don't do a grocery checklist but I do put in items that we need to bring uh, in a shared checklist with my wife so that whenever either of us go in there, we will pick up that uh, dish soap that ran out or, or whatever. But also in work, like it's important uh, if you put in what's what you're working on in case you're, I don't know, you get sick tomorrow and you, somebody needs to push it, they, they know what, what they need to work on. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, it's the what happens if you win the lotto conversation right well how do i pick up what zach or diego is going to be doing tomorrow and then so that way the business is going to continue going on but how do i know what needs to be going on without your list love it
1: well you're not going to know what's going on in my world because i won't have a list besides just a little (laughs) (laughs)
2: checklist of
1: I mean like I said it's you're going to see like just random words in in the bones of it all and you're going to be like okay I don't know what he's talking about but he somehow does that
2: In about That's... 5 years when Sega Zero or something and he's like super successful he's going to go back and be like hey Joe you see you can do it by wing it
1: <laughs> If anybody taught me the power of of winging it it's Joe himself
0: <laughs> Well you're not wrong there um you know some of it is a combination of real powerful checklists that allow you to wing it, uh, so to speak. Powerful data, powerful why to get to that point itself, to allow yourself for the the wing it situations. But uh, I really think, you know, uh, I would love to hear from everyone out there. what What's your checklist methodology? Uh, help me learn. Help me get better with mine. Help me convince Zach that we need more than three words of what he's working on uh, to jog our memories and help us out. Send that over to btb at oiteam.com. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, I got nothing else for that. We need to convince Zach. Otherwise, that checklists are good things. (laughs) And he too will get old like us one day and need the power of a checklist uh, to get through it all. And this here for our power of a checklist uh, from the author of Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy. The checklist is one of the most high powered productivity tool ever discovered. As always, Omniverse, hashtag keep learning, and let us know what you're learning about too. Please like and subscribe to our channel for more great content, and if you'd like to reach out to us, we'd welcome you to email us at btb at oiteam.com. Let us know your favorite checklist. Uh, and next week, please join in on our conversation as far as our productivity series go, and we're gonna dive into the state of flow. I am Joe Bear, and for my co-host, Zach and Diego, this is Behind the Beard. Hashtag Omniverse to the moon.